Mark chapter number 15. Once you found your place, please stand for the reading of the Word of God. Mark chapter number 15. We're going to begin reading in verse number 6. Read down through verse number 15. The Bible says, Now at the feast he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them, that made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude, crying aloud, began to desire to do as he had ever done to them, unto them. But Pilate answered unto them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said unto, uh, again unto them, Will ye then that I, should, uh, that I shall do unto him whom ye call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! Then Pilate said unto them, Why? What evil hath he done? And they cried out again, uh, cried out more and the more exceedingly, Crucify him! And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. We're going to take a few moments today and, and look at the simple topic today of no justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Let's open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the day. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to be here this morning. Lord, I thank you so much for this Bible. Lord, I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for your Son, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would give us a wonderful um, service today. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth be your words and not my words. I pray that the people here today would understand what you've given to me. Lord, I pray that this would help somebody here today. In your precious Son's name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. No justice, no peace. If you know in your bulletin today, you can see the title written in the bulletin. It is K-N-O-W, justice, K-N-O-W, peace. Okay, now today there is a cry in society, no justice, no peace. People feel the need for justice in our world. They feel that there is a disservice to people and they desire for proper justice to happen. Without justice, there can be no peace. This is the plea of the people. Today we are going to look at this topic of how you can know that justice was delivered for you and how you can have peace in your life. For us to have peace, we have to understand four things. Number one, we have to understand that we deserve justice. The Bible, what we read here today in our, in our text verse verses, we see that Jesus was being delivered unto the people. The people were crying for what in their minds was due justice to be given. They were crying to crucify our Lord Jesus Christ. We, we saw that as we read down through, Pilate asked them at least twice, and they cried out both times, crucify him and deliver unto us Barabbas. Let's turn over to the book of Luke, chapter number 22. Luke chapter number 22, verse number 32. I apologize, Luke 23. 
Luke chapter 23, verse number 32. The Bible says, And there were also two other male factors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the male factors on one hand, on one on the right hand, the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be the Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written above him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the male factors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And, when he said unto, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. Then Jesus, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice and said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. We deserve justice. The Bible says over in Romans chapter number 3, verse number 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This text that we just read over here in the book of Luke, chapter number 23, the male factors that were hanging beside Jesus up there on the cross, the, uh, one of the male factors looked at the other and, and rebuked him and said, Dost not thou fear God, seeing we are, and thou art in the same condemnation? And he made these words in the next verse. We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. The Bible says over in, verse, in Romans chapter number 6, verse number 23, in the beginning portion of that verse, it says, For the wages of sin is death. We have to understand that in order to have peace in our life, we deserve justice. I'm going to ask, I, I have three signs made, made up. I should say I have seven signs made up. But I'm going to ask the three that I, I asked before service to come and stand where, where I told you that you guys should be able to stand. I'm going to have them hold these signs, and we're going to change them by the end of the service. You're going to hold this one right here. I'm going to have you hold this one, and I'm going to have you hold this one. No justice, no peace. We want action, and we want justice. We demand justice. We see this in our opening text verse, verses over in the book of Mark. And I'm going to reference back and forth just so you're aware. Back and forth to the book of Mark and the book of Luke. 
In the book of Mark, we noted that Pilate re- reached out to those who were in the crowds and say, what then, what, what will ye then that I should do unto him whom ye call king of the Jews? And the people cried, crucify him. What the people were, uh, were standing there and they were crying as they were saying, we want justice. We want action to happen. This is what we want. To, uh, if there's no justice, there's no peace. That's what they were crying. To them, the, uh, the due, uh, due justice that would be given would be to crucify Jesus Christ on the cross. To understand how we can have peace in our life, we have to understand that we deserve justice. There's not a one of us that is righteous. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse number 10, it says there is none righteous, no, not one. Looking at this, what is justice? Simple definition would be just behavior or treatment. If you were to ask somebody in society today, justice is getting what someone deserves or what we think they have deserved. Justice for committing something wrong or being unjust to someone who has done wrong. Reading down through here, Mark chapter 15, verse number 14, Pilate looked at Jesus and he made this statement. He said, why? What evil hath he done? Pilate looked at the crowd asking, saying, what evil has this man done that he deserves justice? That he deserves to die? They couldn't give him an answer. Their answer was to crucify him. I, tell you, I bring this before you today to tell you that you and I, we deserve justice. We've done, something, we've done wrong in our lives. We've sinned against an almighty God. Jesus standing before the people, before Pilate, he'd done nothing wrong. He stood there as a sinless man. God, ready to be the sacrifice for us. We'll get to that point. Not only do we have to understand that we deserve justice, but number two, we have to understand that justice requires action. Justice requires action. For the people to have Jesus standing there, it was not enough to have Jesus in prison. They wanted action to be taken. They cried out and said, crucify him, crucify him. They wanted action. Various terms are used to entail action when it's in regards to justice. The most common one I can think of is to bring someone to justice. I think about this. We, uh, we, we have a society today that we, uh, there's a lot of media, a lot of making of superheroes and how they bring villains to justice. Can I tell you that they, uh, for them to be, uh, br- be bringing someone to justice, they have to do something. For you and me, to, for there to be action for justice to be given, ju- uh, there, there has to be something done. The Bible says over in Romans chapter number 6, verse number 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. Therefore, what we deserve what we, and what we are owed for our sin is death. That's the action. Now, I don't know about you, but that's very depressing. Because... This fly doesn't want to fly away. Because I don't want to die. 
Just straight up, I don't want to die. <laughs> and I don't think anybody in here honestly wants to die either. But when it comes to this, that is the, that is the reward for us having sin. To serve some, when you think about justice requiring action, this would also entail t- serving someone his or her rightful punishment. If you think about this in a courtroom setting, And bringing someone to justice would usually entail bringing someone to trial, making a conviction, and then deciding what what it is that he or she is due of punishment. We note this in Mark chapter number 15. We see this kind kind of in a courtroom setting that Pilate is looking at the people standing out there and he's saying, what is to be done with this whom ye call king of the Jews? He's looking for a sentence. He's looking and saying, would you like him to be locked up in prison? Would you like him to, what do you want me to do? They cried out, crucify him. They demanded that action. They demanded that it be done. We've noted that in Romans chapter number six, it says the wages of sin is death. Justice requires action. Number three, and this is where I want to spend a little bit of time. Number three, we have to understand that our penalty for justice has been paid. Our penalty for justice has been paid. I'm going to refer back to the courtroom setting. Thinking about this in that type of setting, the judge gives the verdict... You have a gavel. The gavel comes down. You've been sentenced to death for the sin that you've committed. As you stand there in the courtroom, you're standing there. The, the, the jury gives you that conviction. In our case, I would hope the crowd would gasp in shock that I've been sentenced to death for my sin. But then there's a voice that cries from the back of the courtroom and said, it's okay, I'm going to take that penalty. And while I stand up here and I, and I deserve justice, the crowd looking at me saying, hey, he deserves death for his sin. Verdict's been given. Jesus looks at me and says, I'll take that for him. He looks at me and says, he doesn't need to go to death. I'll do that. We read that in the book of Luke, chapter number 23. Where the Bible says in verse number 46, you see this at the end of it. It says, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. He died for you and me. The book of Romans, let's turn over there, chapter number 5. Romans, chapter number 5. Verse number six. 
The Bible says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Verse number 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus did exactly this. He saw that you and I were sentenced to death. You and I were deserving of justice. You and I stood there and we were on the track to death row. And he said, no, I love him too much. While action was required, while justice was being demanded, you and I didn't have peace in knowing where we were going. Looking at this verse, the word commendeth in verse number 8 simply means showed. God showed his love to us while we were sinners, while we were sitting in that chair deserving justice. The men who were hanging on that cross, going back to Luke chapter number 23, the men who were hanging on that cross beside Jesus knew that they deserved to be there. We see that in verse number 40 and 41 where one, and one of the male factors rebuked the other saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. Can I tell you that Jesus had no reason to be on that cross except for the fact that he loved you and me? Romans chapter number five says that for scarcely even a good man would for a good man would someone die. I think about this. I've got Brendan standing up here. As far as I know, and I haven't talked to his parents, Brendan's a good man. But I wouldn't look at Brendan. I'm not close enough with Brendan for me to say that I would die for Brendan. I'm offended. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. The same way we have, we've got Abigail up here again. I haven't talked to Abigail's parents. Okay. But I wouldn't look to die for Abigail. Okay? Is this making sense? Jesus looked at each of us and said, even though Joshua here, even though Joshua here deserves justice, even though Joshua here has sinned against an almighty God and is in in this case an enemy of God, God looked down from heaven and he said, I love Joshua. And I'm going to die for Joshua. Even though he doesn't even know me yet. I'm going to die for him. So that he can be with me for all of eternity. Just think about that for a second. Our penalty was paid. By someone that we didn't even know. There's a trend that's going around on social media right now. At least from what I can see. There's a man who will go through the grocery stores wearing a, almost like a maintenance vest. And he'll walk up and he'll have his credit card or tap to pay or whatever in his sleeve. And he'll tap on the person and he'll go, hey, I just need to check out that machine before you pay real quick. And he'll look at it and he'll hold his tap to pay over it and pay for the groceries of the person who's standing there. 
people will stand there and they'll just be like, what just happened? As he just pays and runs away. They'll look up and out of pure confusion and be like, I don't even know that guy. But they accept the fact that their payment has been paid. And they take their groceries home. Can I tell you today that our payment for sin, the justice that was deserved, the action that was wanted, it's been given. Jesus loves you and me. I know you might be sitting here today and go, well, this doesn't really feel like it, it applies to me. Oh, it does. It does. Romans chapter 3 says, for all have sinned. You look up that definition of all, it's probably one of the weirdest definitions because it just means everything. Everybody. All. It's all-inclusive. My mom used to say all means all, and that's all all means. Okay? All have sinned. Christian, you and I know that. We've sinned. We deserve that justice. But can I tell you that it doesn't just stop there? I'm thankful it doesn't just stop there. I'm going to switch out some of these signs. I'm going to pick up all three of them first. We want action. We demand justice. And no justice, no peace. But can I tell you that because of Jesus, we can say that our debt was paid. We can stand up and we can say that justice, justice was given. Justice was given on the cross of Calvary for you and me. When you and I, we didn't deserve it. We deserve to stand there in that courtroom seat, be sentenced to death, and, go, and be separated from, uh, from God for all of eternity. But God looked at us and he said, I love you enough to do that for you. He said, I'm going to take the justice that you deserve. And justice was given. And can I tell you today that that's the only way that you and I, we can know peace. Is by knowing that justice was paid for you and me. Because at the end of the day, unless, unless we understand that our debt was paid on Calvary for, by Jesus... The justice was given. And can I tell you, I rejoice in that fact. That I'm, I'm not a slave to sin anymore. I'm getting ahead of myself. I got to get back up here. I'm not, I'm not a slave to sin anymore. I told you I had seven signs. For those of you who are counting, you're like, that's only six. In standing here and understanding this, understanding what Jesus Christ did for me on Calvary, the Bible says at the end of verse, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, at the beginning, we, and we noted, it said, for the wages of sin is death. Okay, and you ask my wife, this is the one time that I like English. Okay? There's a, there's a little three-letter word called but. That word is a conjunction. It combines two phrases that are otherwise separate. Okay? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Can I tell you that Jesus, he, he stood at the back of that courtroom and he said, I'm going to take that punishment for you. But can I tell you that even though he says he'll take it and he'll come up here and he'll get ready to take those handcuffs off of you, put them on himself and go back to death row for you, you have to be willing to let him do that. Now, again, my wife will attest to this. I'm stubborn. There's a side of me that even when I'm wrong, I will commit to the fact that I am wrong. And I don't, I don't care what it takes. I will commit to the fact that I am wrong. But can I tell you that this is one instance where you shouldn't be committing to the fact that you're wrong? Because Jesus provided a way out. Jesus looked at you and said, here's my gift. Nothing else but his son. I know I made the statement earlier, I wouldn't die for Brendan. I wouldn't die for Abigail. I wouldn't die for Joshua. Much less would I send, if I ever have a child, my son or my daughter to die for any of these three. But God looked at us and said that I love you enough, I'm going to send my son to die for you. To pay and give justice for you. So ultimately, you can hold up this one. Then I'm free. Can I tell you Romans chapter number 6, verse number 22, it talks about how we're in bondage to sin, but then how we're free from sin. We no longer have to serve sin. We've got a loving father who, who we can serve that looks at us and says, hey, when they were demanding justice, when they were demanding that you die for your sins, I took that. I know it's a little bit of a different message this morning, at least from me. But I want to remind us today that, hey, we can hold this sign if you're saved and you're on your way to heaven. And say, hey, I'm free. But by the grace of God, that we would still be holding the signs in red. And saying, hey, I don't have peace. Because you know why? Justice for me, it wasn't paid yet. As a five-year-old boy down in New York, sitting there on June 26, 2005. At nine o'clock that morning, I was sitting there in the red. For those of you who do banking, you know that that's a bad place to be, is when you're in the red. I, was not, I did not have my debt paid. I did not have justice on my account. I had, according to the Bible, I had a verdict that was given me, that I was to die and spend eternity separated from Jesus Christ. But can I tell you that by noon, on June 26, 2005, I was in the green. I looked and I said, I, I, I now know that somebody paid justice for me. Somebody paid for that sin debt for me. That I can say, I know that justice was paid and that I know that I have peace. I want to challenge you with this today. That as we're living our life, that we have the ability to know justice that, and that it was paid so that we can know peace. We understand that justice was delivered on Calvary. Jesus died, was buried, and rose again for me to be able to live forever with him. So you and I can now say and hold up this sign and say, I'm free. So that when, and when that gavel drops at the end of our life, 
doesn't matter. I'm not guilty. I'm going to heaven because my debt's been paid. Let me challenge you with this. If you don't know that today, let's get it settled. There are men and women here today that are more than willing to be able to show you from the Bible how you personally can know that justice was paid for you.